0: Hello, hello everyone, this is Ruben Silvia all the way from Argentina. This is a shout for Brother C and Friends. Congratulations on your outstanding achievement, your hard work, passion, and never give up attitude really goes a long way. You have put your time, heart and soul in this, and I am so happy for you. You deserve it. Welcome all our listeners. Another edition of Brother Z and Friends. We bring you tippets from the Bible, entertaining gospel music, we interview personalities, gospel singers, writers. Don't touch that dial, and you will be blessed by the end of it all.
1: over my soul Oh, wow. Way- way- way-
2: I'd say that I could never understand how parents would rent a hotel room for oh, yeah but uh, mm. now the children at 16 you cannot sign for a room with a credit card or anything and I know parents who would sign for the room <laughs> for these mm-hmm. couples to go spend the night in the hotel room and they come and they come out, come back home next morning. Mm. Now, uh, maybe it's my mind uh, in terms of what would take place, to what would they be doing in the in the hotel room overnight. But some parents allow that to happen, they actually sign the credit card mm. for them. What do you think about
3: that? Well, you know, oh, yeah. you I mean, uh, <laughs> I've never even heard of this one before, no? but, but you know what, Brother Z? I wouldn't be wondering what they would be doing in there because I'm not doing it. I'm not going up that road at all, period. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sorry, <laughs> but I'm not yeah, going up I, that but road. But they
4: are doing that now.
3: Wow. Yeah.
4: I've uh, experienced some things with my own granddaughter being with someone mm-hmm. and they the mom bought an um, are uh, Airbnb and yes. hotels and all kind of stuff. Yes. And wow. I, I, me personally, I'm like Brother George. I'm old school, and <laughs> you know, you don't give no place to the devil. That means you don't give him an opportunity to come in and mm-hmm. do things. And in my opinion, signing a hotel oh, for 16 year olds, 17 year olds that's giving him an opportunity mm-hmm. to come in and 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 your child to be. Pop up, pregnant, or you mm-hmm. know, anything can happen. Y- you know, it's, um, a, it's anything can
0: yeah, happen. It's a
2: blessing as I look back to know that those days are gone, long gone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. because <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: uh, uh,
2: <coughs> okay, okay. So,
3: so, so, let me ask. All right, soon as we are touching the the teenagers' um, boundaries and stuff, let's let's look at it this way then. Um, What would you consider to be some personal boundaries that children or teenagers should establish when interacting with family members and close family friends?
2: Okay, now let me see if I get this right. We are talking now personal boundaries. What a a child would be decide. I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like how this person we call Uncle. Oh, we grab that is Uncle. Call him Uncle, and he's mm. in no relationship to you. Mm. And he's hugging you and squeezing you and all these type of of things. What type of? I think you asking what type of boundaries, boundaries the child should set, be able to, or taught to set. Mm-hmm. on their own for their comfort, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Put it now, this way, with, um, when, when we operate um, our company in the, in the UK where we would teach um, gospel music uh, and arts, when we get the, the group together, we have a way of teaching them certain stuff that we would expect to see if they're going to hang out in our crowd. Number one, we would tell them, look, if somebody want to hug you, young lady, don't let them hug you full. Turn your side and let them hug you from the side, period. Um, that's one of the rules we would instigate and we would see to it. I never hug a lady, just grab them and hug them up. I ain't going to do that. They're not my wife, you know, and they're not my brother, uh, my real blood brother, sister or anything like that. I'm not going to do that. I want to hug them sideways. Uh, that That's me. Go ahead. You know, they call me the the non-hugging person around my church. Oh, Brother George is afraid to hug. No, I'm not afraid to hug. It's how I hug that I'm afraid of. And that's it. So, again, call me old-fashioned. But that's me. Okay.
2: I I could relate to that. Oh, do you know some fathers kiss their daughters on the lips, I kiss them on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying on oh, the cheek. <laughs> are you aware of that? That, that no. happens? No. <laughs> I, I are you aware? Well,
4: of I, I've seen that. Oh
2: mm-hmm. no. Nah. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I. Not anybody I
4: know personally. Nah, yeah, yeah
2: but you see them, and to mm. me, that is such a no-no. But, mm, you know, that's the, a no-no yeah. for
4: me. So, so some of those boundaries, I think, you know, children need to be taught. That uh, people need to respect their personal space. You know, no touching them in inappropriate places. No, mm. like you say, no hugging them except like from the side. And then, if they're not related, I mean, no hugging at all. But
3: well, well, Pastor, let me let me ask you this. I think you would know this more than I would. I don't know if Brother would, but whose responsibility it would be? To teach these teenagers these things—is it their parents? Is
4: it the church? Uh, who's responsibility? Because some of them really don't know. Uh, I know some of the parents don't even know. Um, that's why you know we have the community center and we do a lot of teaching in areas of home life and things like that and behaviors of the children, because in this generation that we live in, a lot of the that they've removed the old landmark. They removed the foundations of mm. moral living, and uh, you know things that protect our children. Mm. So you know, in the church, I think they need to be teaching it. Okay. Uh, youth groups or youth pastors. Okay. Um, they need to be teaching it in the schools, but we know how corrupt that has become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the homes, of course, where you have people who are not uh, believers and they don't go to the Bible for instruction and righteousness. Mm. So it lays on the church the responsibility. Basically, if you have access to the people, because you can't go around saying, oh, we just want to teach everybody. If you have access to the people and Mm. to the children, then the responsibility is on the church.
3: Right, right. Here's a question. Uh, I'm going to ask this this question, and I have a follow-up. What would you consider to be a reasonable, non-negotiable boundary set by a child when interacting with any adults? So uh, I'm saying if the child is not educated about setting boundaries— how can they know
4: that's a good question except by their own personal conscience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they they follow their personal conscience because it's Anointed Community Services International. We're a non-profit 501c3 organization, and we educate and empower the disadvantaged women, youth, veterans, and seniors in South Lake County. We're currently managing the Elise Tomlin Community Center in Groveland, Florida, and offering free programs for youth, women, and seniors. We're offering a after-school tutoring program, a summer activities program, a women's network, Uh, that brings women together to educate and empower them to be self-sufficient. And also a Meals on Wheels program that delivers food for veterans and seniors in the community. Many are receiving help applying for food stamps, Medicaid, getting legal document assistance, and even starting a business. We'll soon be in a new Elise Tomlin Empowerment Center that will have a business incubator where small businesses will be able to start off with low overhead and get free services by our staff. We believe in empowering and transforming communities and we can be reached by calling 352-404-7898. Again, that's 352-404-7898. Or you can visit us online at www.anointedcs. That C is in cat, S is in Sam.org. anointedcs.org. See
0: and Friends is a unique thought-provoking program that brings our listeners closer to the understanding of the Word of God. We focus on things that are straight from the Bible that may need clarification for others. We make it as simple as possible. The music that we play complement the topic that we may be discussing at any given time.
4: as a little girl I can remember I was never really taught about how if anybody touched you and that kind of thing but when when someone got too close and did do that it made me uncomfortable right but you know most children are afraid to even speak up and say don't do that don't touch me you may have some that are bold some just have it in them um, mm. but then most of them don't and they respect adults so much that they're afraid to even open their mouths mm. mm-hmm. unfortunately that's why you know children can't be I don't think expected to advocate for themselves that's why they're adults and we that's why another reason why we have to be so careful who they go with
3: right? Uh, right. making
4: sure we know mm-hmm. um, making sure we know where they are um, who's around them? I mean, we are the stewards over our children. We have to make sure that we take care of them.
2: Mm, yeah, and I, I, I would think that uh, boundaries that a child um, would personally develop, the way the parent, a parent should be involved, is not by telling them what the boundary should be, but more have a conversation with the child, mm. allowing the child to express their own thoughts on what boundaries they would um they would set. What would is likely to happen there, the child might set a bon- a boundary a boundary that you agree with. Mm. So it's better for the child to have set that boundary than you telling the child what, what boundary he or she
3: should set. But, but but they still have to know. They still have to have a good idea
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, of
3: what boundaries they have to set. Yeah, but know. I'm saying
2: it could be done if it's done in a conversation, you would know if you need to add or take away from it. Okay. I'm not saying Whatever the child decides, that's it. I'm just saying, since it's a boundary that a child should, you asking the child to set, you have to allow the child to express what his or her thoughts are as a boundary on it. And then you could polish it, uh, you know, take it where you think it should go.
4: Well, it depends on the age of the child because children don't know; they right. don't know what's best for them. Right? They don't right. know that things are detrimental or could be detrimental. They don't even mm. know, you know, they're innocent some of them unless they've been, you know, introduced to these things to fear. Mm. But um, I don't think you would. Uh, it depends on the age of the child that you put that mm. responsibility, and then they can only know so much you've got to be the protector of
3: I those children so. mm. if we leave it up to our kids they would just go with what they see on tv and a lot of the stuff exactly. that we see and tv exactly. is not for they them but they don't know even some of these cartoons that the, these kids watch some of these cartoons are yeah. violent you know and I don't believe it's, it's good for them, thing. but they won't even know. They think it's okay because it's, it's, yes. it comes on the TV. So
4: it's it's okay, you know? Exactly. So mm. you've got to be the eye gates and ear gates and right. the person who, who controls that and moni- set those boundaries with them mm. so that you know they're not they don't watch this even the computers now even have parental guidance that's boundaries right. mm-hmm. so you set the parental guidance on the computer so that they don't get caught up in a porn site
1: right if you right. don't
4: set the parental guidance or the boundaries on that computer those kids will get caught up in pornography those mm-hmm. kids will get caught up and that's why and they're they're looking at all this violence all this bloodshed and that's why a lot of them are in the situation that they're in because mm-hmm. the entrance to your soul is through your eyes and your ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you see, we are creatures of habit. We do what we see. That's right. why it's so important that we live a life exemplary so that our kids can see what's, sanct- what's sanctification, what's holiness, what's mm. Christianity. Right, they right. know by watching us. Mm-hmm. And they see all this other stuff on TV and they go off in wrong directions even with that. You mm. have to set those boundaries just like you put those parental uh, uh, things on on the computer, right? Well, I do I do hope that
2: pa- um, parents listening uh, to this pro- this particular program would get back to us and give us some feedback on their experiences, uh, their suggestions. I uh, object to things that we are saying if you don't agree or support. Mm. But the show would be, it could mean a lot if we get feedback. Mm-hmm. From our listeners on mm-hmm. on this particular program topic,
4: uh, the scriptures even tell us that uh, those of us who through experience, have had our senses exercised to know the difference between good and evil. Mm. And that's why, you know, it's important even for adults. But, you know, even as adults, we have gone through things in life. We have experienced things in life. Um, Then we have have the word of God. But we have, uh, our senses have been exercised to know the difference. Mm. So we Mm. are... Classified and qualified to instruct the younger.
1: Mm, so, yes.
4: and to safeguard them from harm right. if they listen. Mm. If they listen.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Pastor Linda Coles is a teacher, pastor, your personality, and author in the body of Christ. In our next episode, we talk to her about her brand new book. A journey of faith to transform communities. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, something just come, uh, come across my mind here. As Pastor was talking uh, about, uh, about the porn sites, um, what, how does it work? Can they pick up these things on the cell phone just like they would on a regular yes, computer? Yes, they can. So yes,
4: they can, and I've seen I've got I've, I've dealt with families that have that issue, with fifteen fourteen year olds that are hiding in their bed under the covers watching porn. Wow! And they had to take the phone from them, <laughs> and then they had to learn how to restrict that phone from that kind of activity. Mm. Um, but yes, it- but that is that is definitely. Uh, d- being done as uh, we speak.
3: With the knowledge you have these days of, of of electronic pastor, if you restrict the phone, aren't they not able to release it and break it? And because aren't these kids no. whiz when it come to these things?
4: Well, they are, but when you restrict it, if it depends on you know, if you have that ability as a parent, and you you can get that with these cell phone companies now, they oh. can't can't get into it unless they know your password, get your phone and do it that way. And some of them will do even that. Mm. But I we have a young man right now that we were working with who did this kind of stuff and the mom was like, help. Mm. You know, and so we had to talk to them and she had to lay down boundaries and and literally take his phone and mm. not give it back. Okay. And every time she took it or if he got it back, he was doing the same thing.
0: Wow. Yeah. So
2: as you say So see if you
4: don't set boundaries. Boundaries are important. Go
2: ahead. No, so exactly what you just said there. If um, you you take it away, do you really think taking away the phone a phone from a kid
4: works? What? Excuse me? Well, yes it did. It it's because he had no other avenue to look at the stuff. Unless he was doing it with children in the school.
1: Okay. And then nothing Mm -hmm. you can
4: do about that. Because that was happening, too. I think that's how it even got introduced to him by mm. children in the school. Okay. Oh, so the course. children in the school had their cell phones and were showing him, look, look, look. And then he had his cell phone at home, and he started looking for his own mm. cell. Mm. Mm. See, and that goes back to the children they'd be around. It's and frightening. Yeah. Well, well, then,
3: could um, non-negotiables be destructive, in any form of boundaries. Uh, I, I don't quite get this. I want someone to um, mm. uh, elaborate anything for me. Could non-negotiables be destructive in any form of boundaries?
2: I know the answer to that is yes. You you have to set a non Sometimes you could go overboard with a non-negotiable. Mm. Um, to the extent you know to yourself it would be very hard to keep that, non, that non-negotiable so to me your non-negotiable must be must. Oh, I don't know if this is oxymoron give me an example I, I, Pastor Linda I know you will do that to me do you want <laughs> do you want uh, do you, uh, okay A a non-negotiable that states, I'm not negotiating this with you, you cannot go to the movies uh, until you are age 16. Mm. So that's a non-negotiable. Something could happen along the line at age 15 that... It's okay. It's okay to allow it for whatever the circumstance might might be. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to set non-negotiables that are practical, if that's the word, mm-hmm. a good word to use there. That it's eb- uh, you are able to keep it non-negotiable.
3: Mm-hmm. But or, how
4: could that be destructive? But,
3: but is it dis- huh? Yeah, it's a destructive part that I'm concerned mm. about. Here.
4: How could it be destructive? Because you changed your mind. Mine, okay, it's destructive. Not non- that's not a non-negotiable of a movie thing. That, that's that, that. It
2: may not be your non-negotiable, Pastor, but it might be another parent's. But how non- could nego- that
4: be destructive? How could that be destructive?
2: Um, it it could it could. Point out to the kid; it can leave the kid with the uh, the opinion that you are not um, serious about your your non-negotiable something that you said. That i ah, leave it alone. She's going to change her mind. Daddy uh-huh. is going to change his uh, change his mind.
3: Mm. Well, is it okay to change your mind on a non-negotiable? boundaries.
2: but then it's see, will see that. Mm,
4: that's <laughs> yeah, it. That, that's uh, what I was telling you. A non-negotiable should be a real non-negotiable. Otherwise, you're double-minded.
2: Right? Okay. <laughs> so isn't that the, the, the destructiveness a, that I'm talking?
3: <laughs>
2: if the, you set uh-huh. it in that way,
3: you just become a double-minded. You become a, um, a politician. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, no no no. A non negotiable, see it depends on you know your your definition. You a non-negotiable should remain non negotiable. Yeah. As I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Else else you are teaching um the, the the child or whomever that oh you don't really mean what you say. That's mm. not a non negotiable for you. Mm. I, like if if my non negotiable was uh you you can't Kiss me in my mouth, something like that. But then I allow someone to do it because of whatever. Yeah. Then you didn't mean what you're saying. Then so, so when the devil sees that, then he's gonna come again and again and again because you don't really mean what you're saying. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, well so what I would a non-negotiable should really be a non-negotiable. non-negotiable.
3: Mm-hmm. I say so. Yes. <laughs>
2: I had someone read. You see, the doctor that you quoted in, in, in the beginning, in your introduction. Yes. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And yeah. She, Dr.
3: Sharon Martin. Yeah. Mm.
2: She made some comments about non-negotiables and how they could be destructive. I would encourage the the listening audience that they could pull up on the inter Google on the internet and have a good read. I think what you said made sense, um, Pastor Linda, that we could learn a lot from the article that she did on it. I, I had the privilege of someone I'm reading it to me and it's very useful. Okay.
0: Okay. The music that we play complements the topic that we may be discussing at any given time. Our podcast, Brother Z and Friends,
2: B R O T H E R A N D F R I E N D. -D 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 It's available for your listening at your convenience. Just
0: Google the name. Email brotherz77
3: at gmail.com. The phone 407
1: One moment to say this is what I've been. Give me comfort for my soul on this old.
4: So we're just going to just talk briefly about this and bring out some scriptures that uh, our listening audience can go back and and read uh, for themselves. Um, I believe that boundaries are very important. Um, The word of God tells us in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 25, the Lord will destroy the house of the proud but he will establish the border or the boundary of the widow. And there's another portion of scripture in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 28 that tells us to remove not uh, the, the old landmark. It says, remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. And so, when we do that when we remove the ancient landmark which and in my opinion i believe is you know what we've done in america that the ancient landmark of of christianity the ancient landmark of of holiness and righteousness has been removed therefore we find chaos uh, run, running rampant mm. so What we want to encourage uh, everyone with today is to hold those boundaries. Boundaries are very important. Uh, It's just like if uh, I have a house set by your house and my land is where I'm responsible. Your land is where you're responsible. And there is a boundary line between those homes in order to show you the the space that you're responsible for. So as we see the definition of boundaries, I believe that it is wise for every one of us to establish boundaries that should not be crossed, that uh, should be adhered to in order to keep our uh, sense of direction, in order to keep our standard, in order to keep our belief even with the word of God, as believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is why many times you look around our churches today and they've gone apostate. They've gone back from what they once believed because why? They let down those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I believe that in order to keep your same standard, you have to uphold those boundaries and never let them down. Mm -hmm. It is important that we stand fast. The Bible tells us to Uh, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That means the same faith that was delivered to the believers, the 12 disciples and all of those that followed Jesus in the days of old we are to contend for it. That word contend means to fight for it. That means that don't let the world creep into the church and give you their opinion or give you their advice of how to live. Don't let the world get into your home to give you their advice on how to raise your children. Earnestly contend for the faith. Get back to the basics. Don't remove that landmark that the Lord has set, that our forefathers have set, that Jesus has set, that the apostles of old have set. But when you keep that landmark, you know, call me old fashioned, if you will, then you see that there is no difference between the beginning church and the ending church. But what we have in these days is that there's been a change. The end church does not look like the beginning church, but the Bible says that we ought to earnestly contend, get back to the basis so that this end church can look just like that that beginning church, and matter of fact, that it looked greater. It will be greater. Greater in power, greater in authority, greater in miracles, greater in signs, greater in wonders. But you can't get there being mixed with the world. So if I could admonish our listening audience here today to take time out to get back to the basics. If you've seen that you remove those landmarks, build them back up. Build up those old waste places, as the word of God says, that this is what his church will do, that we will build up the old waste places and we will be the restorers of paths to dwell in. We will be the restorers of the desolate places, the places that are run down. We can go to communities and we can see where we once lived when we was a child. Those places have been run down. Houses have been torn down. Everything looks a sight. Sometimes even our communities, they are run down. They're ridden with with sin and degradation and they look horrible but what God wants the church to do is to go back and build those places back up that takes bringing back the foundation that takes bringing back truth that takes bringing back moral righteousness and things that will help enhance lives not destroy them Mm -hmm. So, Father God, we thank you for our listening audience today, and we ask, oh God, that you will open their eyes, that they will see that, Lord God, where there's been decay, where there's been ruin, that, Lord God, things need to change, and we need to go back to the basics and build those areas up, build up those homes, oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus, that the families, the mothers and the fathers, uh, go back to the basics of the word of God and see where they've gone astray. They'll see where, Lord God, there has been a breakdown in the family home, and we are here to build that back up today. We pray, Lord God, that you give them wisdom, that they'll seek after you for that wisdom. For your word says in James 1 and 5, that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraid not, and he shall be given that wisdom. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for those that may, not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God is a righteous, holy God, and he wants to be able to bring you into his kingdom. And the only way for you and I to get there is through the sacrifice of his dear son, Jesus Christ, and receiving that sacrifice as the payment for our sins. Thank you, Father God, for those who say, yes, I receive that sacrifice since God loves me so much. He gave His only begotten Son for me. And I receive His Son today in Jesus' mighty name.
3: Pastor Linda Coles is a teacher, pastor, ready personality, and author in the body of Christ. In our next episode, we talk to her about her brand new book, A Journey of Faith to Transform Communities.
0: Privacy and Friends is a unique thought-provoking program that brings our listeners closer to the understanding of the Word of God. We focus on things that are straight from the Bible that may need clarification for others. We make it as simple as possible the music that we play complement the topic that we may be discussing at any given time our podcast brothers and friends b r o
2: t h e r a n d f r i e n d s it's available for your listening
3: at your convenience. Just Google the name. The phone? 407-668-4824. Brother Z and Friends,
0: thanks for tuning in.
2: episode on boundaries. We hope the audience, the listening audience would have benefited from it. We believe they would and that they would communicate with us with their own opinion on the subject. Thank you very much. God bless. God bless you.
3: So we are at the zone. Thank you all for being with us. And thank you, Pastor. And thank you, Brother Z. We are at the zone. So we are now going to say. We share. We
4: share. Because Because
3: we we care. We care. We care. right. God bless you. Until next time.
1: Now give the Lord a shout. A shout hallelujah. Amen. Glory, I Aya it. can we say? I, 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 I That's right. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't have to worry. Never, never be afraid. Yeah, yeah. Joy comes in the morning. Yeah. Troubles take last away. Did you know that? Oh, there's a in Jesus, always wiping tears Do you, you have a broken heart? everybody what you gonna do. Just lift your. Hey, Are hey, you cold? Joy comes in the morning. Joy in the morning. Trouble never lasts hey, away. Yeah, yeah. Remember, there's a Everybody's For there's Jesus. He will forever wipe you will your the tears away. And your heart. Just lift your hands and say, I know. Everybody say.